Hey everyone, today we're talking about how to plan a beautiful backyard wedding. I'll be chatting with Chioma, the owner of Dairy Events. With more than a decade of experience, Chioma has planned beautiful weddings around the world. Her work has been featured in CNN, Ebony Magazine, and more. So I'm really excited to talk with Chioma and hear all of her amazing advice about backyard weddings. Hey Chioma, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Marie. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, well, I'm really excited because it's that time of year when we can start talking about backyard weddings. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, some couples are actually hosting at home and having their weddings in the backyard for a lot of different reasons. Um, what are some of the reasons that you're hearing why couples want to have the backyard wedding? Well, um, well, because we're in this COVID season and I don't think this COVID is going anywhere, it just feels a lot more safer uh, to be outdoors uh, celebrating um, your events and um, you're able to have more space to be kind of be able to space things out and, and you're not, you know, worrying about having to overly sanitize compared to you hosting it in your house and you have to hire a sanitation company to pre-sanitize, pre-clean, and then also um, do it even afterwards. At the most, maybe if you have the restroom available for guests to be able to utilize that, but it just feels a lot more safer uh, for um, celebrants and couples to be able to do their weddings um, outside. It just feels more safe. Yeah, definitely. And especially this year, more than ever, that's something that's so important. And, you know, not only that, but I found too, it's a really great way for couples to save money. So, you know, you save on the cost of the venue, you can maybe do your catering and your food and beverage for a lot cheaper than if you are in a traditional venue. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it's, you know, for the couples who might be a little frustrated with this whole COVID thing, at least there's a silver lining, you know, it's a great way to save money and have kind of a more intimate wedding. And plus, you don't have to worry about the venue service fees and taxes. Um, and as far as talking about the financial aspect of it, you're absolutely right, Marie. It's, you do save a lot of money. You get to do, get more creative. You get to do start when you want to start, start and when you want to end. You get to hire the vendors that you really want to work with. They don't have to be, um, you know, insured, like insured, hopefully, but licensed, you know, to be able to like do something uh do host events for you get to bring your own drinks so you don't have to have a i mean it'd be great to have a tabc licensed bartender but you don't have to you know get um all these policies and insurance because you're hosting it in at your house and you get to set up whenever you want to and you get to tear down whenever you want to without having to pay additional fees to uh strike out so yeah you're absolutely right you do save a lot of money by doing um hosting a backyard event especially at your house and another great thing too is um nowadays uh you're actually able to some private property owners that own mansions and very big backyards are now leasing out their houses to host events at, mm -hmm. especially in the backyard so you're definitely able to one of the tips would definitely be able to like contact um either like a broker or a real estate agent to help you find um, any house that's been on the market now for about a year plus, uh, as long as your event is being done within like 45 days, uh, et cetera. So you're able to get that house and maybe pay maybe between 4,000 to about $10,000 a day to have or the weekend to have a whole mansion um, to yourself. And as long as you do it outside, I just did something similar in California um, and they put up the house on, um, a shared space 
piece of peer space. If you go to peerspace.com, peerspace.com do have a lot of private properties that are um, that lease out their homes for event. As long as you have insurance and you have a cleaning crew to clean up before and after, perfectly fine. So yes, you definitely get to save a lot more money by doing it there. Oh wow, yeah, that's such a great idea. You know, I've I've heard of the Airbnb weddings, but that's such a good idea too. Even just homes that are on the market and maybe not selling can be a really good opportunity to use that beautiful backyard if you don't want to do it at your own house, you don't have that kind of backyard space. So that's such a great tip. I just love that. And I love too how you're mentioning, you know, you have so much control. You have way more control over the entire wedding if you're hosting it at home or in a, you know, rental house. And that's something that's so hard to predict too, because, you know, when you're planning, you don't know how late you want the wedding to go. Some you, when you get there, you might want to keep partying or maybe it feels like it's ending and you're just stretching it out and trying to stay till, you know, the last hour when people are going to come and start tearing down. So it's kind of mm -hmm. nice not to have that stress of like trying to plan ahead of time and you can just decide at the wedding, you know, when to wrap things up. Yes. So I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, when it comes to a backyard wedding, what are some of the things that couples should think about as far as the planning goes? Well, the number one thing is, of course, be mindful of your guest count. Can your guest count fit into that backyard? You have to be able to get decide if you want it open, do you want it tented? And if you want it to be tented, do you want it a clear tent? Do you want it a fully covered tent, a partially covered tent? Do you want the tents that have the window uh, pane type of feel? And also, uh, depending on the season as well, too, do you need to get um, some outdoor ACs or outdoor heaters uh, some mist, et cetera. Definitely getting your somebody to measure the backyard and do a full layout and scale of the backyard to ensure that it will be able to fit the design and also be able to fit your guest count. And you have to also be very mindful of uh, the vendors that are going to be working that day. Where are their prep stations? Are they allowed to prep in the kitchen area, the garage area? Is there like a prep area? Are you planning on having a portable potty? And like nowadays, the hand sanitizer station, though, hand washing stations, you have to be very mindful of doing your place. First, do your layout first, then start working on your placements of the things that you need. Um, and then also, um, and like I mentioned before, definitely um, having um, the insecticide, what's it, what are they called again, the pest control to come and scout the property thoroughly and spray it down. Now be very mindful. Uh, if you are, if you're picking a property that has a lot of trees, that actually requires a different kind of pest control company that will be able to fog. And when they fog, they better have these cannon shooters that are so big to fog all the way to the tree and fog around the island perimeters and also fog the grass because quite a few of those insects are attracted to sweets, to, um, sweet and salty type of you know food things that smell good and also attract it to light as well too mm -hmm. um so you have to definitely fog at least three days before because you want to be able to make sure that your guests are able to like breathe proper air and then also to fog afterwards and making sure that the chemicals that they are using are not going to damage your lawn so i usually advise to possibly maybe consider having a deck so that way things are not kind of decking out the backyard. So that way people are not damaging 
the lawn when with the heels you know and also how dense is the floor because everybody thinks it's so easy to do a backyard event but you have to consider how dense is it what is the weather like did it rain the day before even if there's no rain in the forecast the next day but the floor might still be damp and you don't want your guests with the shoes sinking in and the, the louboutins and etc and the valentinos damaged with mud and they're not going to have fun and then you also have to think about the weight of your guests when they are sitting down on that chair or they sinking into the ground so that's why it's safe to be able to like say the safe option is for just go ahead and just deck the floor fog it properly make sure you have your outdoor um heaters or the outdoor acs and fans and don't do the ones that are going to blow the centerpieces away you don't want that <laughs> but and then also consider tenting so with tenting you're able to do the in the in um the uh air, the air conditioners the the coolers that are uh, that can be in the tent rather than just kind of flying off and then also think about as well to the neighborhood that you're hosting the event at what are their um music and sound policies there what is the what are the deed restrictions at that particular neighborhood um and talking to your neighbors first talking to the um owners and the homeowners association for that for those particular property to find out what are the restrictions do they need to send emails out to all the um residents there to let them know that you are hosting an event do you need to borrow a couple of the parking spots um etc to be able to and, and definitely hire a valet uh, to ensure that the cars are properly parked to whereby it's not going to cause any problems. And also keeping in mind that because of noise, they may probably request that you stop all music by 9 to 10 p.m. Some of them now have restrictions of 6 p.m. So make sure that you're looking into a property where you can have dinner outside and be able to transition into the house for dancing, where you can be able to play music and also have officers have security on site and making sure that is an officer that understands that neighborhood very very well the in and out of that particular neighborhood to make sure that they understand um the how the transition how they flow in case it happens for safety reasons and something looks odd and somebody is trying to come over there and come and rob and so you have to consider your the safety of the your neighbors and the safety of your guests and of yourself as well too so make sure that you hire the sheriff or the officer that knows that um the area very very well so the homeowners association should be able to give you those information so there's a lot to consider when you are deciding to do an outdoor um an outdoor event so so i know it's probably a lot of information but i'm like i don't want to overload just in case if i'm overloading just let me know no, so, um, so helpful there's yeah there's really a lot to think about and you know mm -hmm. i just learned a lot myself because i think you know backyard wedding it's going to be even easier than a regular venue um but it's not the case you really need to think about all these different details and i love how you just kind of laid out every single step that you should consider um, mm -hmm. It's good to think about that before you commit too. you know, make sure, do you want to do all of this? Can you make all of these factors work? Do you have the parking? Do you have decking? You know, kind of think mm -hmm. about it ahead of time and be thoughtful about it before you commit to doing that backyard wedding. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's some of the, some of the tips that I would say for them to consider um, and in, ensuring that the vendors are insured. That's important too. Mm -hmm. So the vendors are they insured in case of damages. Oh, another major tip too, um, electrical, electricity. Mm -hmm. um, just because it's a house does not mean that that house can be able to pull the pull the DJ, pull the AC, pull the cooler, pull the heater, mm -hmm. pull the, um, the uh, electricity for the chef to cook and the band. 
So it can blow the power. So the safest route, even if the homeowner tells you that, oh, we have enough power, don't trust that. Please get a generator. Oh, that's a great idea. Get a generator, everybody plug into the generator. Let it be that the outlets of, of, of the house are just only available to just charge your phone. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Have a generator, have the chef all cook outdoors, not indoors for fire reasons, and make sure that you also pull um, insurance um, um, I would probably say pull insurance like fire um, insurance, not just like not just only just property damage, but also fire. Um, uh, it's called um, for fire damage, etc. But that's a, another separate kind of insurance because your insurance may not be able to cover because your house is not technically set for you to host events. Um, so the insurance company will not honor if anything happens to it. And we're not on because you decided to open it up for events instead of hosting event on your property and the house caught fire god forbid get a fire insurance call your insurance comp company that gets shared your house to make sure that you are covered for fire damage and also for electrical damage as well too to make sure they are thoroughly covered so get that house thoroughly insured before you decided to host any events at your house that's why it's just safe to just go ahead and just do it in, in at the backyard have the generator, have everything as much as you can happen at the backyard and let it be that uh, the, the house is just available for just restrooms, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really great advice. So now on to the fun stuff when it comes to decor. How can you decorate that backyard to make it look like a beautiful wedding? You can make a backyard do like do anything. Like most people think that whenever you do a backyard, you have to go with the greeneries. I mean, what's the point of having greens when it's already green back there already? You know, so have fun with it. Like any color can go back there. I am such a huge fan of decking the backyard, like making sure that you have, um, you deck it out and you can literally use like white carpet. You can use masonite, like whiteboards to whiteboard the floor. You can create like pathways. Just make it more of an experience for your guests. Like they're not coming to a regular old backyard. Convert that ballroom, that backyard to look like an actual ballroom by creating like instead of guests walking on grass to the deck, create a path deck, you know, like a pathway that leads to that particular deck. So that your guests get to walk from concrete to a nice carpeted deck to an actual deck and if you leave it open without a tent honestly even if the way to pull in chandeliers you can have the hooks like the shepherd hooks but like the actual hook hook that actually has chandeliers in it to be able to cascade it over tables um to illuminate the room and it looks absolutely very beautiful. I uh, utilize uh, to the backyard and uh, you can also play with up lights too. Use a couple of up lights if there are trees there. Light up the, you know, up light the trees, the greens, etc. to give them different color. You'd be very surprised as to how much, if you're doing it at nighttime, how, at nighttime, how much the greens, you know, actually pull beautiful lights and it gives it a completely different ambiance. Um, back there. So there's so many things that you can do and to not limit yourself. Trust me, I did a destination wedding one time when we were on the beach and everybody thinks that, oh, beach, you have to just work with the sand. No, you don't. I completely transformed that beach, that sandy area to literally look like a ballroom where the bride had to have the chandelier. She got to have the beautiful table, the beautiful draping and also gorgeous dance floor and gorgeous up lights. And literally there was no difference of a ballroom, you know, compared to being outdoors. So have fun with it. And don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. You can set that that stage 
to also make it run like an actual indoor event. Definitely. I love that. And yeah, I couldn't agree more. If you just have the right decorations, you can transform any space. It's going to look just like a regular venue. It's going to look like anything you can imagine. So as long as you get the right decorations, it's going to be beautiful. And I love uplighting too. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think it's one of those things that's, it's so easy to do, but it makes such a big impact. So, you know, you throw in a couple of uplights on the trees it gives it those pops of color. And to me, that's like wedding ambiance right there. You know, you're used to seeing that wedding lighting and that's what kind of sets the mood. So I love that you're talking about doing that even for a backyard wedding. And another thing too that you can do too, um, even the back of the house, put some uplights back there. Mm -hmm. So that on the front end, you're looking at beautiful details and then behind you, it's fully lit up and washed, you know, with uplights. You can even add patterns on there too, to make it really cute. And another tip I would give as well too, you don't have to have everybody all on the same deck. You can create mini decks everywhere and that can actually connect and transition. So they can, it can create a pathway to a deck, to a deck, to a deck, to a deck make it visually, you know, fun and creative, you know? So, and you can have the band over here, you can have the cake over here, you can have a DJ over here, you can have create path decks that's connected to different decks. You have the main deck where the guests are, then you have a path that leads to the dancing deck, a path that leads to the DJ deck, a path that leads to the, um, to the band deck, to the cake deck, uh, to the champagne fountain deck, you know, just to kind of make it more pleasing. If I'm going to be outdoors, might as well have fun with it. So Definitely. yeah, so you get really creative with it. Yeah, I love that. It just gives it some flow and really makes it a really great guest experience too. So yes, awesome. So Chiama, tell us more about you and your company. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I became officially an event planner um maybe about oh we've been in the business now for about 14 years okay we have been grateful enough to do host about 400 events um it was sincerely an accident that i became an event planner i remember watching my mom my mom was a big host she was always catering to people i just thought that that's what just what you're supposed to do and i was just so very particular about anything that i host just being very neat very organized a particular, you know, pizzazz to it. But the accident actually uh, came about when um, an old friend asked me uh, to come decorate, uh, you know, their church. And I just went to the church to go decorate and I noticed that she had about a lot of bridesmaids that were really not being helpful. And I went to her and I asked her, hey, do you need help with anything? And she said, yes, because I know you're behind this boss, Chioma. I need you to coordinate this wedding tomorrow. And I'm like, what is it supposed to be coordinated and organized? Go now, you're not about to set me up. And she was like, Chioma, I need you to do this wedding, if not. And I'm like, oh my God. So simple long story short. So I, I am a business that's held with a strong foundation in God. And I uh, went to my cousin's basement. I said a long prayer to my Lord. And I told him, please guide me through. Because I don't know what I'm doing. And to be, I know this sounds very crazy. But come the day of, I, it's, it's interesting how literally images in my head as to what I'm supposed to do was literally playing in my head. Okay, Chioma, tell that person to do this. Tell that person to do that. Like, I want you to coordinate this way, this way, this way. So I was able to run the event by myself, 350 people, seated dinner, strictly by invite only, and run it. And it was actually her husband that went and researched. And then at that time, there were only four wedding planners in Houston, Texas, that researched and said, you really need to consider doing this. Because at that time, 
I have had, I wanted to be a, a marketing executive. I was in the process of having my own clothing line. I want to, I'm very big on skin. I want to work on my skincare line, my own spa, and I also own an advertising and marketing firm. That was what I was aiming for. And so I did not think in a million years I will ever be um, an event planner. So as God will have it, uh, we have gotten so much attention to the point where we have been uh, very first feature on Essence and Ebony magazine. And then we got featured on CNN. CNN came down to Houston and actually followed me for three days uh, to talk about Nigerian weddings and traditional weddings. We've been on Vogue, Cosmopolitan, New York Times, uh, BuzzFeed, Daily Mail UK, Malachi um, Bada Magazine, Bella Niger. Um, just recently, of course, Party Slate. And I just recently won um, Bride's um, Magazine Top Planners um, in America with other amazing event planners so it's such an honor um uh, to be up uh, to be considered um complete an honor and, and, and just humbled uh to be here i'm still blown away but yes i have an amazing team of girls that work with me and uh that really really ensure that i stay on top of things of course there's always room to grow always i never consider every moment to be uh comfortable I never uh, sit down and say, oh, I've made it. I'm here. I'm going to relax. No, to me, the work has just begun. And every single event, we take it. We, our culture in doing events, we like to carry our clients as, as if they're our family. I like to dine with them. I like to spend time with them and get to know their family. I pick up my own phone. I don't have assistants picking up my own call. Yes, I have a team of, of team leads and assistants, but I prefer to have that one-on-one -on -one relationship. So it's really important to me that every event is handled like as if it's our very first and also as if it's our very last because they would never get that day back again. So we handle with utmost sensitivity and, um, and care and nurture and love. And that is a culture that we have created in Drivers to make our couples feel like they are part of our family and we are also a part of their family. We talk to their parents, we talk to their sisters and brothers. So it's not just so rigid and businessy. So it's a journey that we take. So um, yeah, so I'm, I'm grateful, absolutely grateful to God to be doing what I, I have grown up to love doing. And I, I don't see myself doing anything else but this. I love it. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing to see how something that was just an accident turned into such a huge <laughs> success. Yeah. So. so, and tell everyone how they can get in touch with you. Oh, absolutely. You can definitely reach me at info at or chiama at We do have our website, www.dureevents.com or Instagram. I'm very, very active on Instagram. Instagram would be at Dure Events. And you can DM me, send me a message, send me an email. And those would be the best ways to get a hold of us. Awesome. Well, Chiama, I really enjoyed chatting with you about backyard weddings. You had so many great insights and tips for us. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very honored. Thank you so much, Marie. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode about how to plan a beautiful backyard wedding. And don't forget, you can catch all of our podcast episodes over at transformyourwedding.com. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next time.